It is Friday, February 23rd. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The NBA back in action. And another top five upset in college hoops. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Arizona Wildcats lose at home to Washington State. Seems like there's an upset every day in college. Feels that way, doesn't it? Uh, The Warriors, a 128-110 win over the Lakers. No LeBron James for L.A. as the NBA is back in action. That's going to be the Vegas lead. A.J. will get to the college basketball upset, but the NBA returning from its all-star festivities with a full slate of games last night, and here's what went down. Remember, we were questioning why the Knicks were a one-point dog against the the 76ers, and we, we knew New York would be shorthanded. Philly actually closed one-and-a-half-point favorites. Kyle Lowry making his Philly debut, got a standing ovation. Didn't matter. As the Knicks win 110-96, a starting five of Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson, Isaiah Harstenstein, and Precious Achua. 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 Yeah. That's the starting five for the Knicks last night, so a good win for them. Your Red Hot Cavaliers cooled off by the All-Star break as they lose to the Magic at home 116-109. Pacers, a 129-115 win over the Pistons. Pistons are still the Pistons. Don't Pistons, worry yeah. not, guys. The All-Star break didn't change them. Still the Pistons <laughs> there. Raptors beat the Nets, 121-93. New coach, same team for Brooklyn. The Mavericks, a 123-113 win over the Suns. Luka Doncic had 41 points, 9 rebounds, and 11 assists in the win for the Mavs. The Celtics, a 129-112 win over the Bulls. Pelicans beat the Rockets, 127-105. Thunder topped the Clippers, 129-107. SGA, 31 points and eight dimes. You asked me about this game yesterday morning, and I was like, I think I'm going to bet that game, and then I didn't, and I've got great regrets today. My, uh, my account should be a little higher. Uh, I, sh- I should have backed the OKC Thunder like I said I was. Yep. Uh, Nikola Jokic, another milestone as he records a triple-double in the Nuggets' 130-110 win over the Wizards. He became the fourth player in NBA history to record at least one triple-double against Every team in the league. Oh, he also went 10 of 10 from the floor. Uh, yeah, that's a, a, some would call that a good game. <laughs> that was like uh, Christian Leitner-esque yeah. uh, with the perfecto there. Elsewhere, the Hornets, a 115-107 win over the Jazz. Uh, Miles Bridges uh, with uh, 26 points and 14 Boards. Where the hell? Where did this come from? Like uh, Hornets. Maybe the All Star break did do them good. That's, yeah, uh, that's a surprise. Uh, the Kings beat the Spurs one twenty seven one twenty two, and the Warriors, as we mentioned, the one twenty eight one ten win over the Lakers. Steph Curry with thirty two points. You said possibly Anthony Davis props with no LeBron James. He finishes with twenty seven points, fifteen rebounds, one assist, and three blocks. That that'll work. 
filling yeah. up the stat sheet. Filling up the stat sheet. We kind of assume with no LeBron, somebody would have to do it. I, I mean, even in a blowout loss, Anthony Davis, 33 minutes, still got out there, got his numbers. Well, the Lakers will be in action tonight, and LeBron James is expected to return, or they say likely to return. Uh, the Lakers are nine-and-a-half-point favorites against the Spurs. So both teams playing on the back-to-back, but, you know, you had one team that, probably has everybody playing from last yep. night that's playing tonight and another team in the Lakers who has a rested LeBron James playing tonight. So I kind of like the Lakers in this one. I, I think I do as well. Uh, Raptors are at the Hawks, Atlanta, six and a half point favorites. The Cavs are at the Sixers, Cleveland laying three and a half. Again, both teams playing on the back to back, but the Cavs, both teams coming off a loss here. What do you think about the Cavs and the Sixers? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to say uh, the Cavs are, are on the right spot here, but I think with the Sixers coming off a loss in a game where I thought they'd be winning, uh, maybe I, 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 I'll lean to the Cavs. I don't want to say that I endorse them fully here so donovan mitchell didn't play last night because he was under the weather no word yet on his status for tonight you don't want to bet on the Cavs if donovan mitchell's not playing because basically they're a defensively built team yeah he's not playing so if mitchell plays tonight we like the Cavs. Uh, yes okay i agree with that suns are at the rockets uh phoenix three and a half point favorites clippers at the grizzlies la nine and a half point favorites wizards visit the thunder okc lane 14 and a half the heater at the pelicans new orleans three and a half point favorites bucks at the timberwolves Minnesota minus five and a half. This is a potential NBA Finals preview, AJ. Yeah, and as you know, I'm I'm high on the Timberwolves, uh, a team that I feel like is undervalued in the market. So um, five and a half is a lot for sure against the Bucks, but I, I think at home that's the way I'd look. Is this when Doc Rivers like finally starts coaching because he didn't want to take the job <laughs> until after the All Star? Yeah, break. now he's like, okay, so I think now, now I'm start taking it seriously. I think now he's like, well, before the All Star, before the All Star break was like my preseason. Yeah. Now now it's like this is the time I want to coach. Now he's serious. Yeah, now he's serious about it. Hornets. It's right about the, time. Yeah, Hornets at the Warriors. Golden State, thirteen and a half point favorites. Nuggets visit the Blazers. Denver laying nine and a half. And as we mentioned, the Spurs and the Lakers are your nightcap. So a lot of back to backs tonight in the NBA. Scott, you mentioned it. It feels like there is a, a major upset basically every day. In college basketball, and we had another one on Thursday as the Washington State Cougars told, I told you they're feisty. Mm-hmm. 77-74 win at Arizona, as good as Arizona's been at home. This is a massive win for Washington Double-digit State. Double-digit dogs. Yeah, and Caleb Love comes up just short trying to tie it at the end, but I mean... I, I, I wouldn't have I, – I don't think I, – I could have pictured Washington State covering this game. Mm-hmm. Winning the game outright seemed like a, a a real, real long shot. Well, especially considering how good Pac-12 home teams have been this they year. They have been dominant. And the best home court uh, advantage amongst the power conferences mm. has been in the Pac-12. And it, this one boiled down to Arizona had a bad shooting night at home. Uh, 5 of 18 from 3, 27.8%. Uh, when Arizona's putting up 74 points at home, you know something probably went wrong. Uh, it, it's just a, a an impressive performance, like I said, for Washington State, a team that 
had very little expectations coming into the season. This is a huge win for them. Probably assures them a, uh, a tournament spot, as, although it looked like it was going that way anyway. But the Pac-12, a little down. I, I should say a lot down with USC and UCLA being no good. Utah's kind of fallen off the map. Uh, but Washington State, this is a, a statement win that, that probably gets them into the tournament. Elsewhere in the top 25, no upset in West Lafayette as the Purdue Boilermakers get a 96-68 win over Rutgers. And no surprise, uh, big day for Zach Eady as he puts up 25 points, 11 of 11 from the free throw line in the victory. Obviously, the Pac-12, as we mentioned, the best home court advantage in college basketball. We had a more in-depth conversation uh, on the Dream Preview last night with R.J. Bell about home court advantage in college basketball this season. Basically, you're paying a tax every game, uh, probably a full point more than you would have a year ago or in, in the past. And we took a look at the big conferences. Big Ten, home teams so far this season, 112 and 93. This is ATS numbers. ATS. Okay. Big 12, 110 and 89. ACC, 112 and 100. Pac-12, 86 and 74. Only conference with a losing record, SEC, 95 and 102. So overall, those, those five conferences, 515 and 458, that's 54% ATS. Home dogs, Big 10, they're 20 and 12. Big 12, 15 and 12. ACC 17 and 21, Pac 12 18 and 9, SEC 16 and 15, 86, 59 and 1, 59% ATS home dogs. So what was the first one? 54%? Yeah, no, the first uh, number of the home dogs. Which oh, conference was 20 that? and 12. That's a Big Ten. So Big Ten home dogs, we like. Big Ten, Pac 12. And Pac 12. Pac 12, 18 and 9 home dogs. Uh, so, it, I mean, you're seeing money come in every game. On the home team. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm getting to where now, if I want to bet a road team, which, I, again, I, admittedly is less this season than in the past. You would say do it on the opener. I, no. If I want the road team, oh, I'm waiting. Wait, yeah. Because if I want the home team, I, you have to bet the opener. It, because that's the number's not going to last. I, I don't know how many times I, I was like, oh, I'll wait and see. It, it opened three. I'll, I'll see if it gets to two and a half. I wake up, it's four and a half. You can't with the home teams. You cannot wait. Everyone is betting the home teams. If you want the road team, wait. And again, these numbers tell you, fifty-four percent in the Big Five conferences the, for the home teams. You, you, you're not going to want the road teams a lot, but if you do, you want to take them as late as possible. So, how's it been? If we look at the last, let's say, the month of February, how home teams have done. And I can look it up if you don't have it. But it's like to me, if the line's moving a point, a point and a half. And it was hitting fifty four percent. Then that's all gobbled up by the move. That's a good possibility. I, I, I didn't break it down month by month. We broke it conference by conference, but we didn't look at it month so by which month. So which is the strongest uh, ATS? Which conference? Uh, it looks like the the Pac twelve. So Pac twelve. Let's see. So we'll do Pac twelve games then, and I'll look up the. I guess we can do it by. We can, I'll look at what's recent, but because they're eighty six and seventy four, the home teams ATS. 18 and 9 home dogs. So 66% on home dogs. Yeah. So, um, Scott, you did a good job here. I, I got it in front of me now. He was looking it up. Is let's look at the months. So, we're looking at the Pac 12 only. We're looking at home teams. All right. In November, 21 and 18. So, not great, but 1.8 points. That's pretty strong. 
in December, 25 and 19, covering by two points. And then in January, 25 and 19, so 56%, and but covering by 3.8 points a game. And then finally, in February, below 500, 15 and 18. Mm-hmm. So in general, when there's a trend assist or something league-wide, conference-wide, and then the public starts betting it, usually it's going to get bet at least up to the point it's no longer valid, if not past it, because people tend not to know how much to do. So I would say doesn't mean you want to play the road. And again, maybe now that it's slowing down, it might not be bet as much. It might not move as much. That's why, in general, you need the power ratings to tell you, is this out of whack or not? Still feels like it's getting bet. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. It's certainly not as profitable. Profitable. Not, maybe it's getting bet to the point of overkill is the problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, but I think I think the fact that the books kept opening low enough that it was getting bet tells you the books didn't believe that they thought it was a trend. They didn't mind. Because, listen, if you keep getting the favorites bet at home or the, the home team at all, right, and you keep opening the number at a number that they're going to bet, that's saying you want those bets. Because you could easily yeah. open the number a point higher, right? And in theory, some of them are going to bet that because they don't know enough to know. Now, if we actually look at all teams, right, and look at the months, I'll just do the percentages here, but there's like a 1,000 games in each of the months. In November was 52.4%, which is pretty high for like 800 games. In December, 513 so down. January, 508 down. Mm. February, 47.2. 47.2% in February. Home teams. That's wild. So this that is— could, That could mean market adjustment. For sure it does. Yeah. That's all, I mean, that's what it— Market over-adjustment. I mean, yeah. uh, it's hard to— Hmm, that's interesting. Like, what's the what's the point differential in February? Like, what's the— In February, it was minus 0.6, and in January, it was almost exactly— So now think, think about it in terms of, I mean, uh, for lack of a better term, CLV. Mm-hmm. But for market adjustment, let's say if the market is adjusted by one full point, mm-hmm. you flip those numbers around completely. Yeah, and, and it looks like the market adjusted about a half a point— um, because it went, I mean, again, it's a thousand games almost, or 1,200 games in January. So that's enough games you mm-hmm. can say, is it was right around break even. And then it was down a half a point. Now, again, it could be the move. Now, you could look at the average line, except you don't know how tough the competition is. Exactly, you know? yeah. Um, actually, looking at it, in general, you would think January and February is both in conference mostly. So mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty similar. Um, January's my uh, the average line was minus three point two, and in February it was minus three point three. So a little bit of movement there, but not a ton. Now my question is, moving on, how do we we look at road performance in the tournaments typically? Because it's more of a road game than a home sure. game. So I think a lot of teams that are, I mean, some of these teams got extreme splits, right? Oh, yeah, and I mean, so Purdue is a great example. Purdue is a team that I've got no interest in backing when they're away from home, which means I'm probably going to have no interest in them in the tournament, like at least at least with them going far in the tournament because I, I don't trust them away from home. As good as they've been this season, on, on the road, they're not the same team. And so I, 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 you have to knock those teams. Teams that have a bunch of good road wins, it's hard to not upgrade those teams come March. So who's some of, who's some of the teams that you look at as being home bait? Purdue is one. Arizona is one. But Purdue, you're saying, is is, is mostly home. Adva- is, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, Houston has probably if if the NCAA tournament was played at the Fertitta Center, <laughs> Houston would win the national championship. Houston one five and one ATS away from home. <laughs> one five and one. That's yeah. seven games. Yeah. They've only played seven road games. Yeah. I, I, but at home, all they do is all they do is win and cover. It, they, they blow everybody out at home. So that that's the stuff that makes me worry. Yeah, well, 10 and I five mean, ATS, if anything, it's an opportunity. Straight up. I mean, look at this. Arizona's ten and three at home. But they cover by nine and a half points per game. Yeah. That's massive. And then Purdue. You know, who's the teams that you think are solid on the road? Hmm. I no. want I want to say Connecticut, but then they just got blown out on the road. Well, if they're playing a ranked opponent on the road, oh, they're bad. This if is they're playing cra- an unranked opponent on the road, you can bet them. This is a crazy number, RJ. The Connecticut Huskies, the last time they won a game on the road against a ranked team. January 16th, 2014. How many games have there been since? They've had 25 opportunities. They are 0-25 their last 25 games on the road against ranked opponents. I wonder how many times they were favored because that's the classic, you know, the home team is unranked. Oh, I guess in this case the home team's ranked. Okay. Huh. By the way, with Purdue, the record at home, ATS, 6-6. Six and six. Oh, Really? But their straight up record is thirteen and zero. Okay. So, and I guess there was one game that didn't have a, a spread. I'm Look just at doing a, the math there. Tennessee. Tennessee is another team that I think very home court dependent. All right. So Tennessee eight and five at home. Uh, ATS. They're twelve and one straight up. And then let me do the road here. Let me get some road numbers for you. So what was that year? You said 2015? twenty fifteen. Uh, twenty or twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Okay, which so was the I last got... year. That's when they won the national championship. Yep. So I see zero and twenty three since twenty fourteen. UConn away and the opponent ranked. And what uh, was this, what's the ATS record? ATS is eight thirteen and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, average line is actually seven point three, which means plus seven point three, which means they've been dogs. So let me see. And when they're an underdog on the road, zero and nineteen. An eight ten and one ATS. Okay, so when not bad as a dog. When so when they're favorite, zero and three, zero and three. Okay, okay, all right. But still, even when there's those extreme numbers, you look at it, ATS is not near as extreme. No. So, uh, so Tennessee, we'll look at here, and then we'll go to the next topic. Why don't you go to the next topic? I'll tell you Tennessee. All right, I want to talk about Player of the Year, National Player of the Year. The odds right now. For- I got Lou Alcindor. It's not going to be him. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. There, <laughs> Zach Eady is minus 25,000 to be the player of the year. 2,500. Oh, sorry. Minus 2,500. You're right. I was looking at the other side. So it's 25 to win one. Yes. Okay. Okay. Coming into the season, he was plus 175. He's going to be the first back-to-back player of the year since 1982-83. Patrick Ewing. Ralph Sampson. Oh, Ralph. Virginia. Twin Towers. The second favorite right now. Is Dalton Connect? He's plus three thousand. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we got a clear. And uh, this is the Purdue guy. Yeah. Okay. I I tell you this, Purdue's underperformed in the tournaments. Mm-hmm. I think some of it has to do with the game, right? In the post, I mean, the post play. It used to be that's what people wanted in the playoffs. No, no, it's guards. Guards win. Yeah, guards win tournaments. That's what I'm saying. But back in the day, it was like, oh, it was tough to shoot outside when the pressure's on mm-hmm. in the arenas. You know, the big venues. I think in general that this coach, and I mean, I, w- I was reading some of his quotes. He seems very high pre- – he seems like a Bill Cowher type. Like, like, like he's always got the pressure on. Oh, for sure. 
That's what I'm saying. Is I mean, he's those being the, called a loser. Like it's. But those are the teams that struggle in with the. I mean, Andy Reid's. I mean, as much as you don't think so, Belichick was like he was. Belichick was calm. Right? Andy Reid is calm. You ever see Belichick screaming during a Super Bowl? Never. No. But this guy seems like the type that's going to stress everyone out. I agree. Uh, what makes Zach Eady unique is that he's very much like Yao Ming. I think. I think he's that kind of a player. Like. He's a big man, but he, he he can shoot free throws. And everybody, like normally when you have a big man that dominates in college, the answer is just foul him. Mm-hmm. And he'll mm-hmm. he'll kill himself. He shoots 73% from the line. Like you can't do it. That's He's just, there's no answer for him. The way they officiate him, there's no answer for it. So how do they lose to a 16 seed? It's, I mean, it's really a detriment to Matt Painter, <laughs> to be honest. So next week, what I want to talk about is how has the transfer portal and all of the different college basketball changes affecting the handicap because there might be people that only handicap the tournament and we want to give them that insight okay this show is sponsored by better help how's your social battery right now aj i know sometimes i get drained and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it and it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. Hockey last night, Senators, a 4-1 win over the Stars. In overtime, it was the Red Wings getting by the Avalanche 2-1. Capitals, a 5-3 win over the Lightning. The Rangers dominate the Devils 5-1. New York has won nine straight games. Igor Shesterkin in the month of February, 5-0 now with a two goals against average. Damn. And he had, he's got uh, one shutout in that, in, in this month. He almost had one. Last night, Devil scoring 
late in the third period. So Shesterkin has just been on a run. The Rangers have been on a run. Again, winners of nine straight. They are one point now back of having the most points in the NHL. Penguins, a 4-1 win over the Canadiens. The Hurricanes, a 1-0 win over the Panthers. The Blues blank the Islanders 4-0. I gave out a play on pregame.com last night. Pavel Buchnevich to score a goal, anytime goal scorer. Normally, I wouldn't do that, but I was feeling good after hitting the Austin Matthews anytime goal scorer on Wednesday. So I said, you know what? Let me go. Instead of instead of laying minus 200 on Buchnevich to get a point, I said, let me get let me bet him to score a goal. It was plus 175. My reason being was Islanders backup goalie in. Islanders are the, the worst, the worst penalty kill in the NHL. So I wanted to pick somebody on the Blues that plays in the power play. Clearly. Okay. And he's a top-line guy. He is the number one ranked player on the team in expected goals. Not the number one goal scorer, but the number one in expected goals. Well, Buchnevich had a hat trick last night. Scored three goals. That'll work. That's at least one. That's at least one. Can I get 175 for each of those goals? That'd be nice. If only it worked out that way. Uh, In overtime, the Flames beat the Bruins 3-2. Maple Leafs dominate the Golden Knights here in Vegas 7-3. I have so much FOMO on this. Like, or, or, you know, because I really wanted to bet on the Maple Leafs, but I was concerned about the second of a back-to-back. I'm like, I don't know, you know, second of a back-to-back, should I just lay off of it, you know, the back-and-forth game against Arizona the night before? No, they dominated the Knights. Dominated the Knights. Maybe Toronto playing good hockey right now. Uh, the Kraken beat the Canucks 5-2. to two. It went over like every single time those two teams play. It goes over now 9-1, and one. and the only one that didn't, it was six goals scored. So there you go. six goals in every time these two teams play each other. And the Predators, a 4-1 win over the Kings. It's a short schedule tonight. The Sabres are at the Blue Jackets. Buffalo, a minus-135 favorite. Jets at the Blackhawks. Winnipeg, minus-275. And the Wild are at the Oilers. Edmonton, minus-190. Connor McDavid is in a little bit of a scoring drought. Now, when I say scoring, I mean goals. He hasn't scored a goal since February 6th against the Golden Knights. But what he has done is register 17 assists in that span. Wow. 17 assists in that span. That's pretty since good. Since February 6th. We're talking three, four, five, six, seven games. 17 assists in those games. That, um, uh, that's more than two assists per game. Yeah. He's, he is. <laughs> he, he had six in the one game against Detroit when they won eight to four. So that's going to, that's gonna you know, inflate the numbers a bit. Uh, the over on McDavid points tonight is one and a half. In case you were wondering. Spring training games got off to a start yesterday with the Cactus League. The Dodgers scoring eight runs in the top of the first inning. Go on to beat the Padres 14 to 1. So the favorite to win the World Series, the stacked Dodgers. Uh, lineup living up to the hype. They seem pretty though, good, huh? Yeah, even though it wasn't the full lineup. It was still uh, a a really good debut for the 2024 L.A. Dodgers. Elsewhere, the Mets getting some Mets news. It's the only way I could describe it. Let me guess. An old pitcher got hurt. Not old. Oh, young. another uh, a different kind of pitcher. Got so okay. uh, Mets president of baseball operations, David Stearns, announced that Kode Senga, who is their ace, is being shut down. We talked about arm fatigue with Josh Towers yesterday. Yep. Uh, he's being shut down with a posterior capsule strain in his right shoulder. 
He'll likely begin the season on the injured list, and there is no timetable for his return. And people are speculating on what the Mets could do now. Look, they have a boatload of money with their owner, Steve Cohn. Why haven't they signed Blake Snell? Why haven't they signed Jordan Montgomery? Like, they need pitching. Yeah, and I mean, having guys like that available, even if you, I mean, the Mets seem like a kind of team who, even if you've got to pay a little bit of a premium, they don't seem like they're averse to that. I, I just don't get it. Like, they have all this money. How about you go out there and you spend Very, it? very strange. Yeah. Uh, here's what we have on your spring training schedule for today. And I'll give you some odds in case you want to bet on these games. But what you have to understand is um, the pitching situations for these games are in flux. So guys could start the game, uh, only pitch an inning, not even pitch a full inning. Anyway, here are the games on the schedule. The Royals will take on the Rangers. Texas is minus 130. What we know in this game is that Dane Dunning will pitch at some point, maybe start, whatever. Again, I'm going to tell you who is expected to throw, but I don't know how much they're going to throw. We should expect Dane Dunning. We should expect Daniel Lynch uh, for Kansas City. The White Sox will be playing the Cubs. And, again, the home road, whatever. It's like the, the Rangers game is going to be at their spring training. Cubs are at theirs. And, but a lot of these teams share spring training parks anyway. So uh, here's what we got. White Sox against the Cubs. Chicago is minus 155. Uh, should see in this game uh, Jordan Wicks for Chicago. And for the White Sox, Jesse Chavez. Should get some work on the bump. Padres and Dodgers will flip sites. They're going to be in the Camelback Ranch uh, Stadium this uh, for this game. Dodgers minus 160. And uh, I believe Johnny Brito will get some action for the Padres. And Landon Knack for the Dodgers. Made up person. Exactly. Diamondbacks and Rockies from uh, Salt River Field. I might be there in a couple weeks. I think I might take a trip down to nice. Scottsdale. Okay. And then, because Salt River Fields is that talking stick. Uh-huh. You, you know what is it, like in the parking lot a little way? Talking stick casino. Okay. So you can go to the spring training game and then go play some blackjack. I mean, it's almost like you don't have access to casinos here at home. Yeah, but I don't have a spring training game. <laughs> I like going to spring training. Uh, for the Rockies, <laughs> we'll probably Carson Palmquist will get some action. And for Arizona, uh, Tommy Henry should pitch a little bit as well. UFC this weekend, and it is in Mexico City. The main event, Brandon Royval and Brandon Moreno in a five-round fight. But I'm going to look at the co-main event, which is also a five-round fight, despite not being a title fight. And usually the only the main event on cards are typically five rounds. These two guys specifically asked for a five-round fight. Yair Rodriguez, Brian Ortega. These guys fought back in July of 2022. Very hyped matchup at the time. Uh, and in round one, Brian Ortega, his shoulder popped out of socket. Stopped the fight early. Mm. I expected that fight to be a fantastic fight. I worry a little bit about Ortega coming off a long injury layoff, but I still think this thing lasts longer than two and a half rounds of the five that they requested. So I'm looking at over two and a half rounds in this fight. Ortega's a wizard on the ground. Yair Rodriguez feels like he's pretty solid on the ground too. So even despite them being at elevation, which I think guys will be tend to be more aggressive on this card tomorrow, I think guys want, who are worried about their cardio are going to try to get the job done quickly. 
Uh, but I do think that these two guys who are both cardio monsters are built for the long haul. Brian Ortega, I mean, he, he was going to decision almost every fight mm-hmm. uh, for the last three or four years before that injury. Uh, I expect that once again. I don't know if it goes a full five, but I'm pretty sure it goes over two and a half. So give me the over two and a half rounds. Yair Rodriguez and Brian Ortega in the co-main event. If you would like to save some money at pregame.com, you can take 20% off your purchase using the promo code NHL20. NHL20. That's right, National Hockey League Hockey. NHL20 gets you 20% off any purchase at pregame.com. Doesn't have to be a hockey purchase. It could be any purchase you want, but we're going to make the promo code NHL20 to save 20% off at pregame.com. For AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.